welcome all of you once again and one more topic on teachings of pralad maharaj this topic is beginning of end shri dedicated to his divine grace ac bhakti vedanta swami shri prabhupad his teachings because of his mercy his mercy because of his so much so much of so much determination to preach this message all over the world not even to uh, some specific country not some specific people to all over the world to all over all kind of people whether it it may be a, a black or maybe white male male female child everyone all over the world he wanted to spread and he spread he is successful in this endeavor because of that today we are able to understand this message and we are beginning a new chapter today of this pralad maharaj teaching so last time we had covered six if you remember seventh canto seven chapter that series was we still were we were having last time to last time and that that basically that series was what pralad maharaj has learned within the womb of his mother when uh, if just we have little bit recap so when hiranyakashipu he uh, went for gaining some power so he went for some tapasya and that time the mother of pralad maras kayadu she was pregnant pralad maras was there in her womb and as soon as demigods they came to know that she is pregnant pralad maras is in the womb so they wanted to kill kayadu not they don't never wanted to kill kayadu they wanted to kill this child so that's why they were taking away kayadu forcefully in between narad muni came narad muni told no why are you are you taking that uh, kayadu away this boy is a going to be very nice devotee very big devotee of lord very great devotee of lord so please do not uh, do anything to kayadu as well as her child and then uh, narad muni brought kayadu to her place and she was there living with narad muni narad muni was taking care of her and during that time narad muni told this entire knowledge of shrimad bhagavatam to kayadu but kayadu was not able to remember but pralad maharaj was able to remember and then same thing is repeating to uh, his friends in school or you can say gurukul so in that series we have covered last time 7th canto 7th chapter what all pralad maharaj has learned within the womb of his mother and is telling to his schoolmates or uh, the mates for the gurukul now next series in that in that series the next chapter is beginning of the end so in this chapter we will see finally when uh, hiranyakashipu understood that he this pralad maharaj is a devotee of lord and is not going to stop his devotion towards lord whatever he may try so he will try to kill him he will try to <clears throat> ultimately harm him in many ways already he has tried but he was not successful but this time he himself will come and he will try to kill pralad maharaj and even say we will see in this chapter only uh, narsimha dev will appear ultimately he will save his dear devotee pralad maharaj so in that series first five verses we will cover today and then we will see further so narad muni is again is telling Shri Narada, the seventh canto, eighth chapter, text number first. Shri Narada Uvacha Athadhanya Sutasarve Swatvatad Anuvartinam Jagrahur Nirvasadatyam Naiva Guru Anushikshitam. Narad Muni continued. All the sons of demons, 
the demons appreciated the transcendental instruction of Prahlad Maharaj and took them very seriously. They rejected the materialistic instructions given by their teachers, Sanad and Amarka. So that, as we told, Dhanatuni, uh, Prahlad Maharaj was, was teaching his friend's schoolmates. So the schoolmates took instruction very carefully and they rejected all the materialistic instruction given by their teacher, their, their uh, demon teacher, Sanandan Amakar. So in the series, next verse is, when Sanand, Sanand and Amarka, the sons of Sukracharya, observed that all the students, the sons of demons, were becoming advanced in Krishna consciousness because of the association of Prahlad Maharaj, they were afraid. They approached the king of the demons and described the situation as it was. So it is 7.8.2. Next verses because all these are interconnected, that's why we're in together. Then Hiranyakashipu understood the entire situation. He was extremely angry, so much so that his body trembled. Thus, he finally decided to kill his son Pralad. Hiranyakashipu was by nature very cruel and, his, and feeling insulted, he began hissing like a snake trampled upon some, by someone's food. His son Pralad was peaceful, mild, and gentle. His senses were under control and he stood before Hiranyakashipu with folded hands. According to Prahlad's age and behavior, he was not to be chastised. Yet, with straining crooked eyes, Hiranyakashipu rebuked him with the following harsh words. And the last verse in this series is, Hiranyakashipu said, O oh, most impudent, most unintelligent disruptor of the family, O oh, lowest of mankind, you have violated my power to rule you. And therefore, you are an obstinate fool. Today I will send you to the place of Yamra. So now we can see here from the words of Hiranyakashipu that he is behaving like a demon. Not behaving like a demon, is actually a demon. So Prabhupada says, always there are, Krishna also says in Bhagavad Gita, there are always two kinds of people you will find in this world. One is called as Devata or demigod and other is called as demons. So what are demigods or what are demons? Their activities, at the, as per their nature, as per their, their behavior, we can classify them. Either they are demigods, or that means they have divine nature, or they have demonic nature, or they are demons. So these are two kinds of people always you will find. And sometimes we think that demons means always they have a big, uh, no, big beard and they have huge body, they have many heads like that. Not necessarily always. Yes, we find this kind of discussion in our scriptures. And earlier times, demons used to be like this only. But in Kali Yuga, this kind of features we may not get, bodily features, but uh, the all characteristic, like uh, just like Prana Hiranyakashipu is telling that you are ruling, you are uh, no, not able, you are not accepting my rule, and you are uh, the devotee of the Lord, and I will see, I will show you today to the place of Yamra. So this kind of people will find today also who oppose devotees of the Lord. So they are there, demons are also there today. Not like big, big demons, but their character is like that. And one, one of the important thing about demons, generally we understand and we find also in Bhagavad Gita also it is mentioned. In the 16th chapter of Bhagavad Gita talks about demonic and divine qualities. So in that Krishna says this one of the thing. That demons, one of the, one of the characteristics of a demon that he will not accept authority. That means he will think that I am the enjoyer of what, whatever I survey. So Prabhupada also says, the demon thing, I am the lord of whatever, whatever I survey. I am not liable to anyone. I am not 
uh, answerable to anyone. I can do whatever I want. That's what Hiranyakashipu was also thinking that I am God, and I can do whatever I want. And this boy is not accepting my uh, rule. I am king, and he is not accepting that. So that's why I will kill that child, kill this boy, Pralad Maharaj. And people want do not want to accept even authority also. Authority in the sense that uh, there is someone superior to me. And Prabhupada also says this is a disease, and that's why uh, it is never encouraged in Vedic scripture that a person uh, live a life without authority. Because if a person is living a life without authority, that means he is listening to his mind, and mind is never ever in control. And people want to understand. Sometimes people have this understanding also that there can be some authority, but they want to understand that authority by their own logics, and that's why we discuss in the. Uh, if you remember the first session of this series, Pralad Maharaj instruction, Tarko Pratishta Shruta Vibhinna Nasha Vrishijasya Matam Nagminna. That means we cannot understand absolute knowledge. We cannot understand what is truth by our sense and our logical understanding. Because what is logic basically? Logic is nothing but whatever I am able to understand through my senses and and uh, by limited understanding, I am giving some logic to understand absolute truth. So today I may be able to give a logic which is convincing others. Tomorrow someone else may come and he may give some other uh, uh, other logic which is more con more uh, convincing for others. So people will understand that also. They may accept that logic. They may not accept this logic that time. So that means what? If you want to understand absolute truth by our logical understanding, that is not possible because absolute truth is called as adokshaja. Adokshaja means it's beyond sense perception. You cannot, a person can never understand what is absolute truth by his senses, by his logical understanding, by his mind. And if he is not able to understand that, then he cannot give any kind of theory also because our senses are imperfect. I am giving some theory today based on my understanding. Tomorrow I may find that theory is not correct. My senses may say something else, some other finding I may have. Then I will reject that theory, I will accept one more theory. Like that, if a person wants to understand the absolute world or absolute nature of this material world, what this material world is working, how it is working, then he can never understand by his senses, which is which are imperfect. So person has to understand this knowledge from authorities. That's why believing in authority is very important. Whether we accept or not, but we have to accept authority, just like when someone, uh, someone's disciple asked Prabhupada, there was one disciple who used to come. And he said, Prabhupada, I don't like to feel like to bow down, bow down to you. Our disciple, they used to bow down to Prabhupada. But this person was telling Prabhupada, I don't like to feel, I, Prabhupada, I don't like going down. So Prabhupada says, yes, this is a disease that we don't want to bow down. We do not accept any authority. But the thing is, whether you accept or not, authority is there. Whether we accept now or we accept after at the time of death, but we have to accept authority. An intelligent person, what he does, he never try to understand absolute truth by his mental concoction because he knows I am imperfect. I am I may commit many mistakes also. So always he tries to approach scriptures. Intelligent person, even examples also. Prabhupada says examples and all logics are actually meant for. Foolish people, those cannot understand. They are less intelligent for them, examples and all made. But a person who is intelligent, he will believe in scripture and he will follow whatever his scriptures are telling and then he will be successful in his life because he, he is following the perfect guide. Now, once 
one one more thing we should understand in this regard this many time people have this understanding that i can read many many things if i can read this thing also i become more intelligent if i can read this book also i be more intelligent so let me book, read many 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 books so that i can develop an understanding there are some people like this they will read this philosopher also they will read that philosopher also they will read western philosophers also they will read indian philosophers also they will read many many other philosophers and they will try to understand again by reading so many philosophies what person will do he will apply his mind he will try to understand but as we understand that mind itself is not 100% correct there can be mistakes through mind also our understanding also that's why chetan charita amrita says so this is krishna this is this in chetan charita amrita and i think this verse is spoken by chetan mahaprabhu himself so what is mentioned bahu shastra bahu vakya chitte brahma hoy sadhya siddhant sadhya sadhana shreshta na hoy nischay so what is mentioned here is if one becomes a bookworm reading many books and scriptures and hearing many commentaries and the instructions of many men this will produce doubt within his heart one cannot in this way ascertain the real goal of life so you can see directly it is mentioned here that if a person reads many many books so there are two two things one should not we should avoid both the extreme one thing is i will not read anything i am i am self realized person not like that another thing is i will read everything i will read this philosopher also that philosopher also i will combine and i will as as per my understanding i will come out with something that is also wrong one should not not read many books that's why this the one mataji used to come to our sessions earlier pre lockdown time so she she used to come on sundays and then uh, i asked mataji you are very regular very nice to see so then she said yes prabhu ji i am actually very regular on uh, sundays i come to you and then monday i go to this institution then tuesday i go to that institution then wednesday i go to that institution like that all seven days i am going to different different institutions very nice so then i guess what is your understanding about uh, spirituality what do you understand who is god that i don't know prabhu ji <laughs> but i go so many places what does that mean when you go to many many places when you try to uh, read many many books which given by different philosophers which are not coming as per the authority and authority understanding person will become confused that's why many time people say prabhu i read but i am not able to understand what is mentioned here because contamination is so deep contamination become so deep that a person become totally confused and sometimes even they leave also why to you know why to get into so much of trouble and confusion let me enjoy nicely <laughs> so this is also not the correct thing one side you will find in this chaitanya charitamrita it is mentioned that one should not read many many books and one should not become a bookworm otherwise he will not understand he will confused another side you will find the same book it is mentioned here one should not be lazy also in understanding the absolute truth it is also mentioned in the same book what does that mean it means that a person should be inquisitive he should try to find out the answer but not by his own understanding he should follow authorities both the things are mentioned there and if a person do like this if he is reading many many books what happens one cannot in this way ascertain the real goal of life so it is mentioned here if you read again here it is mentioned sadhya and sadhana 
What is the meaning of sadhya and sadhana? Sadhana means the process, just like we are following chanting of the Holy Name of the Lord, attending Mangala Arati, reading books, attending session. This is called as sadhana. And sadhya means by the process of sadhana, what we are supposed to achieve. That is the meaning of sadhya. So by following sadhana, what we are supposed to achieve, that is called as sadhya. What happens when a person reads many, many books? For him, it is difficult to ascertain what is sadhya and what is sadhana. And that's why he is not able to follow anything properly and get confused totally. So even if you read, sometimes people think that scholarship is very important thing in, in spirituality. Yes, scholarship has a role, but scholarship is not everything in spirituality. Many people, they, they are very, very scholar in the nature that they can quote verses, they can do anything, everything. They can tell you from this Upanishad, that Upanishad. But ultimately, if you ask Karaks, they won't be able to give answer. So Panditya, that means to know many, many things, yes, has a place in spirituality. But if a person goes many much after Panditya, he will lose the path of devotion. Because Krishna, you cannot understand by Panditya. We have example in, uh, if you read Krishna book, there is, a, there is an example where there are some Brahmins, they were doing sacrifice. They were doing some yajyas. And Krishna came along with his friends and asked these Brahmanas, please give me something, something, to, something to eat. So these Brahmanas, all they were, although they were very qualified, very, very learned, they want to be able to recognize Krishna's Supreme Personality Godhead standing in front of me and asking something to eat. So they said, no, we cannot give you. Then Krishna approached the wives of Brahmanas. And the wives of Brahmanas, they were simple-hearted, they were devotees of Krishna. Immediately they gave whatever they had. And Krishna became very pleased. And these wives of Brahmanas became great devotee. So that means what? That by scholarship one cannot understand Krishna. Krishna can be understood only by devotion. So what happens when a person goes much very uh, much after the scholarship part, he loses the part of devotion generally. So that's why we should read, we should understand whatever our spiritual master has told. Whatever spiritual master has told us to understand, that much we should follow. And later things will be revealed to us. This is our process. Now this is one of the uh, one of the characteristic of a demon also that he does not understand and does not accept authorities. And one more, many other characteristics are mentioned in Bhagavad Gita. One of the characteristics it is mentioned here. Pravrittim cha nivrittim cha janana vidurasura na saucham na pichacharo na satyam teshu vidyate. What does that mean? What is the correct characteristic of a demon? Those who are demonic do not know what is to be done and what is not to be done. Neither cleanliness, nor proper behavior, nor truth is found in them. So, this we can see practically in these days also. They do not know what to be done and what not to be done. People are very much confused. They spend one hour, two hour, three hour, four hours simply to purchase one dress. One pant or shirt or one whatever you want to go purchase. I saw in night night people used to go mall. Five hours they'll do shopping. What they have purchased? One dress they purchased. And sometimes even that also window shopping they have they have this they have done and come back. So what does that mean? We are so confused. We have to purchase one dress. We have to purchase one mobile phone. People will spend hours together to purchase one phone to purchase one dress. Hey, Baba, just wear one dress, take one dress and wear it, take one phone and just use it. But people spend so much of time in doing this activity. So much of confusion is there. Because for, for them, it's a very big thing. What kind of dress I am wearing? 
But a person who knows what is the absolute truth, what is the purpose of life, we think, okay, let me, I have to wear something. Let me purchase something which is good and let me wear it. Why I have to go to thousand shop to purchase one shirt? People go to thousand shop to purchase. So many shops and ultimately shopkeeper also will be fried. <laughs> many times you will go to some shop, take out so many clothes, but do not purchase anything. A person will think, why do I have visited my shop? We don't want to purchase anything. So, so much of confusion is there. So, this is a quality of, unfortunately, quality of, it's a demonic quality. If you are not asserted in life, what I should be doing? There's a demonic quality. Because as a human being, we should know what I should do. Today, this time, what time should be doing? A devotee's quality is, he should be, Prabhupada said, devotee's perfect gentleman. One time Prabhupada was being asked, how to understand a Krishna conscious person? Prabhupada says, a Krishna conscious person is perfect gentleman. That means he should be knowing what I should, what in this particular point of time, what should I do? So this is missing in today's time. And that's why when people are wasting so much of time in just purchasing some mobile phone or some dress or something like that. So they are not 100% sure what I should do. Even after purchasing, even after spending so much of time and even purchasing mobile phone or whatever, still they are not sure whether I purchase no correct product or not. It is still possible. Again, I'll go, I will replace it. No, this is not good. <laughs> So this is the condition. Now, neither cleanliness. So cleanliness is one of the very important thing in a devotee's life. Prabhupada was very particular in cleanliness. Even even Sri Bhagavad Gita also Krishna said one of the quality of Brahmana is he's clean. Saucham. Saucham is cleanliness. And for a person who is not clean, it is very difficult for him to understand spiritual life. Because the person who is not clean, his belongings are not clean, his dress is not clean, his room is not clean. And that way his consciousness also cannot be clean. He will always have a dirty consciousness. And in that state, he cannot understand spirituality. He is in always in the mode of mode of ignorance, that is Tamagun. A person who is Tamagun cannot understand spirituality. And these days, unfortunately, these are happening. People do not even take bath. They want to save water. Because they, they, are, they don't take bath because they want to save water. No, it's not like that. There is plenty, so much of ample amount of water is available. But we have to take bath very nicely, at least twice in a day. Brahmana should take thrice in a day bath, but not thrice possible. At least twice in a day we should take bath. Till that time, the body is not clean. Our this senses also will not work. That's why sometimes if you go for book distribution or something like that, person will not even not understand at all what you are telling. Although it will be visible, clearly visible. What Shastra is telling, clearly visible. Just like Bhagavatam says, Pashyanapina Pashyati. Person knows. I cannot take anything with me. I have to die one day. Whatever arrangements I'm making this material, I will leave everything here. But still, his things, and he has seen also that this person has died, that person has died, my uncle has died, my grandfather has died, and this person has died, my father has died. But he think, I will not die. And he makes so many arrangements in this material world to become happy. So that's why, because the people are in the mode of ignorance, they don't even endeavor also, and unfortunately, nobody is teaching all these things also. Today's the teaching is just like I was speaking to one boy. So he was telling Prabhuji, this is a normal thing. And I think I had also normal thing that entire night we have to wake up, stay awake. Entire night we'll stay awake till three o'clock or four o'clock. And then we'll sleep five o'clock, five to nine we'll sleep. And then we'll start our day. So this is, is what is happening. Shastras are clearly, clearly telling that the human body is meant in such a way that night time we should sleep. That's why you will see all the birds and everything. As soon as sun sets, they will start. You will not hear their voice. Voice. Why? 
because now they have started they understood now it's time to take rest and morning as soon as sun rises and before that little bit you will again hear their voice why it is so by nature this body is designed such a way that in night you should not work night time is for rest day time is for work but what is happening because we are intelligent we are thinking that okay night time let me work and day time let me sleep and result is that so many lifestyle diseases are there you see very young people 25 years they are getting cancer so much of distress this migraine is very normal these days 10 hour 12 hours people are spending on laptop working why is this condition because they are under ignorance they are thinking that if i do that i'll be happy but it's not possible so cleanliness is missing nor proper behavior proper behavior means how to deal with the person how to uh, act with another devotee another person people don't know not truth is found in them and they are uh, this demonic people they are they tell lie also for example kansa so when kansa was there he uh, deviki uh, her sister vasudev's wife krishna's parents so he promised that i will kill only the last son not any other son but then he killed all the sons of deviki and vasudev so that's why demon a person who is a demon person of demonic nature one cannot trust on his words because he may can any time any any time he can say he can go away from his words so one of the characteristic and prabhupas is here it is mentioned cleanliness not proper behavior so for a demon for a person demonic nature his behavior will be very very bad you can seeing by his behavior you can understand that he is in that quality on the opposite side a devotee's behavior will be very very nice so prabhupas also says sometimes that for preaching sometimes boys say prabhu i i don't know philosophy i am not you uh, know very much uh, aware of philosophy not uh, i many things i don't know i am very new so i cannot preach so one thing you to understand that for preaching yes some bit of philosophy is required that's a important thing but it's not that any person who who, who can always speak he can only preach no you can preach by your behavior also prabhupad when you see many devotees they were simply mesmerized by his behavior the way he behave the way he deal dealt that situation they were very much mesmerized so you can preach a person by your behavior also if you are behaving in a devotee way if you are behaving in a in a way the devotee should be acting then you will see that uh, people are getting preached by you without even your speaking it's a fact also but for a person prabhupad mention in the first what we discuss in the the first verse of this seventh canto seventh chapter first verse prabhupad writes in the purport that the instruction how to understand that when you are preaching will be successful prabhupada says when a devotee is sincerely trying to follow instruction of spiritual master then his preaching will be effective so this one one thing is that we are sincerely follow our preaching will be effective even though we are not able to go out and speak we have some problem like that by behavior you can preach let's say you are staying in community you have 10 other members staying with you if you are behaving in a devotee way by seeing you they will be, they will get preached so that's why it's one of the very important aspect in devotee's life is how he is behaving how is his behavior outside world with just okay for example if a person is a hearing kanti mala and tilak and he is smoking cigarette what people will think okay this is kind of a behavior here they have these people do but if a devotee is very very nicely distributing books speaking to people about bhagavad gita people will think oh, very nice this person is trying to preach this message so behavior is very important so truth devotee should also try to speak to these all things things are missing in a demon's character 
Prabhupada says in every civilized human society, there is some set of scriptural rules and regulation which is followed from the beginning. So any civilized man will have this kind of things. But any uncivilized civilization which we see right now, human society which is not civilized, all these things will be missing, rules and regulation. And that's why they want to behave independently without any authority, without any rules and regulation. And they want to ultimately they'll go to hell because they are not following rules and regulation. And Prabhupada also says one of the one of the things that one should be very, very uh, optimistic, pessimistic in this material world. That means till the time a person feels that I am only saved by the mercy of the Lord. It is not possible. That's why prayers are very much important. Always we should try to pray, Lord. Just like Paralat Maharaj, you will see, he will be praying. Amrish Maharaj is praying. All the devotees characteristics, the demon's characteristic is he will not pray. He will think, I am God. I do not need anything. But a devotee of the Lord always think that I am always in danger. And that's why it is very, very, very important for us to understand we are in dangerous position. Just like one time one person, Prabhupada asked that, uh, one person said, asked that, Prabhupada, we are telling that material world is a place of misery. But we see many people are enjoying here in the sense they have everything. So Prabhupada says, okay, even though they have everything, but can they have this everything forever? They cannot have this thing forever. One fine day they have to leave this everything and they have to go. And next like, what is going to become, it does not know. Today, you may have so much opulences. Can you take everything together with you? Can you be like this always? No. Death will come and everything will be taken away from you. Then again, you have to start a new journey. Maybe another another form of life. May not be human being also. So that's why devotee always should have dependence on the Lord and always should pray to Lord that please give me protection. I am not qualified. I may fall down at any moment. This material world is so, so dangerous. A person can fall down any moment if he is not protected by Lord. And devotee should always feel that I am helpless. I am helpless. Let me always. That's why you will feel all the Acharya's prayers. See, these prayers of Acharya's are very, very important. This Vakti Vinod Thakur, Narastam Das Thakur. In all these prayers, you will find, although they are pure devotees on the highest level, Prabhupada say this this Acharya's Vaishnava song generally we sing Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Daya Karo Mure and all the Vaishnava songs what we sing is actually it is the conclusion of all the Vedic literature in very simple Bengali language what they have given. And you read these prayers it is the utmost top topmost kind of ecstasy for the Lord they have mentioned. And they, they, are, they are mentioning that although they are pure duty themselves they are telling I am the most fallen person. I am most fallen that even Jagai Madai, please, please give me your mercy. So Acharyas, they are showing by their example that how we should be always in the mood of praying. Never we should think I am sufficiently saved. And that's every day we sing in the morning that uh, if you have heard any time in Scon, those who are coming regularly, they must be knowing Sansar Davanal prayers, the Mangala Arti prayers, what we sing, Sansar Davanal Niloka, Tanaya Karul Ghana Ganatpam. That means every day morning we sing this song. This material world is a very, very dangerous place. Sansar Davanar, just like there's a fire in the forest. When there's a fire in the forest, the, the living entities or the animals there in forest, they are in danger. They have to lose their life. Similarly, we are also in this material world, which is full of misery. So nobody can save us except by the mercy of the Lord. We cannot be saved even by anyone else. So-called material adjustment cannot save us. Simply by mercy of the Lord. So we should be very, very pure. We should always feel very, very helpless. And for that, 
situation to come that when i am feeling that i am helpless because we don't feel also helpless we think that i am very nicely situated what is going to happen we should read prabhupada books we should read all these prayers of acharya we should read all these vaishnava songs we should hear how nicely they are begging shri krishna chaitanya prabhu daya karu more tuma bina ke dayalu jagat sansare patit bhavane hetu tava avatara mosam patit prabhu na pai pyara narutam das started telling that you have appeared is a kendu chaitanya mahaprabhu has appeared in order to deliver this fallen souls patit bhavane hetu tava avatara but mosam patit prabhu na pai pyara you will not find person more fallen than me and he is acharya so you see in material world the person gets some little recognition something he has done he will tell everyone he will put on whatsapp it is instagram twitter and linkedin everywhere he will post everyone should come to know that i have achieved this thing i am the best person correct but here is with acharya's prayers he is telling of the most fallen this is the difference between a demon and a devotee devotee will never think i am getting anything because of my achievement he always think that i am getting this thing because of mercy of the lord and actually i am not at all qualified i am not at all qualified so one one disciple writes a letter to prabhupad that prabhupad although i am not very intelligent but i see that i am going and meeting big big professors so uh, so there was there were two parties in book distribution one parties the, there was one party who used to go to different different you know cities and they used to go mass book distribution and stable sankirtan party and one more party was libraries library sankirtan party their work was they used to approach professor they used to go to colleges and libraries they used to go and they used to meet professors there and they used to used to tell that can you keep prabhupad books in your library so then this devotee was telling me prabhupad i can see i am going to baby professors and meeting them and they are taking books also but see i am not at all qualified when i see myself i am not at all educated so much but still i am able to convince them i am not at all qualified the prabhupada says yes it's a fact we are not qualified but if you pray to krishna that krishna i am not qualified kindly give me your mercy i then krishna will give you and krishna also in bhagavad gita that i i give them intelligence how to achieve me tadami buddhi yogam tam yena manupyanti te that means i give intelligence to a devotee how to how you can achieve me so that is krishna's mercy so that's why always we should pray we should have this habit that whenever we are going anyway chanting hari krishna mantra is the best thing that we can do if it is not possible we should always pray krishna please protect me from your illusory energy maya always keep me engaging your service that should be a devotee's mood that helpless con- helplessness condition when we approach lord then real emotions and feeling will come out not by panditya not by scholarship by scholarship person can become very puffed up but if a person thinks that i can fall down any moment he will not show any scholarship he will simply do his service so that we should try to do that next thing is here as we discussed that this hiranyakashipu is now chastising prahlad maharaj that you are uh, you are you are the most fallen person in our dynasty and i am going to show you the lesson now now you will see there this is called as vaishnava aparad although we have heard, we would have heard many times but we should be very very careful about this thing also this vaishnava apas aparad is one of the biggest impediment is a person's spiritual advancement especially when a person lives in community of devotees so if you are alone there are less chances of having vaishnava aparad when you stay with devotees there are chances you are committing a vaishnava offense vaishnava offense means uh, committing vaish offense at the lotus feet of a vaishnava 
and vaishnavas are different different categories mahabhagavata spiritual master is the biggest vaishnava any person who is chanting he is a vaishnava so we should not commit of what to speak of vaishnava we should not disrespect any living entity in this material world and this is the principle of bhakti chaitanya mahaprabhu says tanadapi suni chena tarodapi saishuna i manina mandina kirtaniya sadahari if you want to do kirtaniya sadahari you want to chant krishna's name always one of the qualification is i manina mandina one should give respect to even a person who is not giving any respect to us and chaitanya mahaprabhu says this is this is a verse we should make kantimala of this verse that means we should always try to remember this verse i manina mandina kirtaniya sadahari and why we disrespect others generally because we think that i should get respect this person should, should respect me and this person not respect me that's why i will offend him or i am better than him he is not better like that i am superior to him so when we have this kind of thinking then we commit mostly vaishnava offense and vaishnava offense chaitanya mahaprabhu says is kind of a mad elephant offense what is mad elephant offense just like suppose a person is trying to grow a garden very nice garden and he has he has very very he has worked very hard and so much so many plants here somehow the other he has grown and he is giving water every day and one day what happens an elephant comes and then he he has uh, after coming in that garden he has destroyed everything from that garden now this all the endeavor is gone for waste similarly when a devotee is following bhakti he is trying to cultivate the desire of devotional service bhakti lata beach he is trying to grow in his in his heart if he commits a vaishna offense then his life will be ruined his spiritual advancement will be stopped for the time being so that's why i discussed last time also sometimes people say prabhu i am following from mass many days but i am not feeling any kind of advancement or all these things so we should just and see whether i am committing a vaishna offense whether i am i am in my even mind also i am committing a vaishna offense i am having some hate envy anything towards the vaishnava because of that many times people not able to advance and there are many examples also just like in mumbai also we see this juhu temple when it was being constructed there was one person mr this sister uh i forgot his name whatever so he was trying to cheat devotees mr nayar yes correct thank you so much all are intelligent people so is there was mr nayar and he was trying to cheat prabhupad and scorn and he was trying to sell that land to somebody where he was not giving land papers and he was harassing devotee a lot even he 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 uh, told something about prabhupad also and finally unfortunately he died because of heart attack because and prabhupad says and prabhupad never said anything but he was a prabhupad says he was a he was a demon creating trouble like kansa kansa was there in order to trying to kill krishna this person was trying so that krishna's temple may not come out so he is also compared to kansa only ultimately he died like that we have other example durvasa muni he tried to offend amrish maharaj so there are many examples in the history, in the puranic history where a person is tried to offend a devotee sorry and his spiritual life is ruined and one of the important thing is vaishnavare kriya there is a there is a saying like that vaishnavare kriya mudra that means a person should not try to judge even a vaishnava also sometimes with a limited understanding we try to judge that's what happened in prabhupad uh, case also many god brothers of prabhupad tried to judge him why is doing why is taking why is giving initiation to uh, non devotee uh, this uh, foreigners malichas and all these things why is giving initiation to them 
you should not give initiation to them they try to judge prabhupad's uh, actions and unfortunately they were not successful prabhupad was even successful they were not successful why so because whatever he was doing he was following his guru's order he was not doing anything out of his own mental concoction so that's why he was he was successful in his preaching other was simply telling they were not able to do anything so we should never ever do vaishnava offense that's why always we should pray all these things we should always keep on in our mind we should judge our activities that whether i am today i have uh, whether i have committed any offense to anyone to anyone not even a vaishnava vaishnava offense is the biggest thing but even any other living entity if i have tried if i hurt given any kind of trouble to that we should not do that if we have done any kind of trouble because we will not be peaceful till the time we are not peaceful we cannot chant hare krishna mantra if you are giving trouble to others from any way then you will not yourself be peaceful and you won't be able to chant a mind who is not peaceful he cannot chant hare krishna mantra properly so brahman means that's what discuss cleanliness cleanliness is very important mind is clean your body is clean then only you will to chant hare krishna mantra in proper situation otherwise you may chant also you may not feel that kind of enthusiasm after chanting so vaishnava offense is one thing one of the very important thing all of us should take care of it that's why in, in you find vedic literature again and again this point has been reinforced about vaishnava offense in amrish maharaj's case in shobari muni's case in parishit maharaj's case in many other cases is mentioned how due to vaishnava offense everything was going so we should be very careful in this question of offense and this verse we will find in bhagavatam also bhagavatam uh, 10th canto this verse is there what happens when a person commits vaishna offense ayu shriyam yasho dharmam lokan ashish evacha hanti shreyas shreyasmi shravani shravani punsho mahat atikrama what does that mean when one mistreats great souls his life span opulence reputation religion possessions and good fortune all are destroyed so this is the effect of committing a vaishnava prayer everything will be ruined if we commit a vaishnava prayer best thing is even if you have committed anything even in the mind also best thing is go and beg forgiveness that prabhu this thing has happened or maybe the fault may not be yours also prime of history you can go and beg for there is no harm in begging forgiveness you will feel very good you will feel very good you will chant hare krishna mantra very nicely so please do that in case it is happening and last very important thing is this hiranyakashipu you will see in future uh, sessions he will challenge pralad maharaj that can you show me god whether where is god this god is this pillar yes he is in pillar and finally narasimha dev comes and he kills hiranyakashipu so prabhupada says that a devotee of the lord he can see lord anywhere it is mentioned in chaitanya charitamrita chaitanya charitamrita also that sthavar dekhi jangam dekhi kyad sarvatra dekhe sarvatra dekhe yasht ishta dev murti that means a devotee whether he sees movable thing unmovable thing ultimately he always sees lords everywhere that my lord is present everywhere but for a non devotee even though he is sitting standing in front of the lord he won't be able to see lord just like this many times even kansa also see krishna saw krishna but he was not able to recognize duryodhan also saw krishna but he could not recognize so devotee will saw krishna every time any place but a non devotee even though krishna is present in front of him he won't be able to see him. 
So that's why many times people say, can you show me God? The Prabhupada give example this question. Yes, you can see God, but whether you have got qualification to see God, are you qualified to see God? If not, then how can you ask? God is not your father servant. Can you show me God and God will come? Okay, please come and see me. No, God is supreme. So how can you see supreme when you're not perfect? So we can see Lord, devotee can see Lord in a different way and a de demon can see Lord in the, in the kind of death. Both will see Lord. I am the death. So if you are not willing to see in the form of his Shamsundar form, like very nice form, Krishna is holding a flute and doing everything, all these kind of activities. If you are not want to see God in that form, Krishna will come in the form of death. That time you have to see. So ultimately, one, be, one person will be able to see God even as a person when he is appreciated as a devotee. Otherwise, he will see God as demon. And same thing Prabhupada also tells in one lecture. I will just, this is small I will just play here. All of you can see, Prabhupada is talking about. So this is a very small clip. We should try to hear Prabhupada every day. And this is important to hear prior devotee's voice. That is also very When the ointment of love of God will be applied on, in our eyes, then with these eyes we shall be able to see God. God is not invisible. Simply, just like a man with cataract or any other eye disease, he cannot see. That doesn't mean the things are not existing. He cannot see. God is there. But because my eyes are not competent to see God, therefore I deny God. God is there everywhere. So, the, in the material condition of our life, our eyes are blunt. Not only eyes, every sense, especially eyes, because uh, we are very proud of our eyes and we say, can you show me God? But he does not think whether his eyes are competent to see God. And that is a thing. So whether are we qualified to see God, to see God, that question we should ask. And then we are qualified. How it is called? How to become qualified? Yes, there is a way. Prabhupada also says you can see God face to face, provided you follow the method prescribed. And method is we have to follow footsteps of Acharya. We have to accept a spiritual master as a pure devotee of the Lord. Follow his instruction. Then it is possible to see God face to face. It's a process. Just like it takes time to become a doctor. It's not that tomorrow I can become a doctor. It takes time. Similarly, this process also will take time. Provided we are we are ready to follow. The problem is we don't able, we are not ready to follow the process. So the process, Prabhupada has mentioned many times that 